Doctors Hospital is committed to service excellence, and part of this mission is to inform and educate our community. Here's another episode of the Doctors Hospital Health News Podcast with Melanie Cole. If you've tried everything to lose weight and you have a lot of weight to lose, bariatric surgery may be your best tool in this endeavor. My guest today is Dr. Michael Morris. He's a general surgeon and medical director of Doctors Hospital Weight Loss and Wellness Center. Welcome to the show, Dr. Morris. Who should consider bariatric surgery? Are there certain parameters for people to note when they want to consider bariatric surgery? Thank you for that introduction, uh, and it's a pleasure to be with you today, Melanie. Um, Who should consider bariatric surgery? Anyone that's suffering obesity with medical problems related to obesity, namely diabetes, type 2, hypertension, cholesterolemia, bad knees, uh, people that snore very loud. Uh, bariatric surgery can present a resolution to those, me- those medical problems. So those are the people who should consider bariatric surgery. And when they're considering, do they have to do certain things before when you're discussing these with them and before that they can be scheduled for a surgery? Is there a psychological counseling involved? Do you want them trying to lose weight? Speak about those parameters as well. I start every uh, conversation with patients and I give seminars on a weekly basis, on a uh, every two-week basis. I think the most important aspect of the preoperative evaluation is patient information and acquisition of knowledge. Surgery alone can and will not work. It takes a dedicated patient behind those surgeries to be very effective. And how effective, it all depends on the patient. So the, the, more, the most important aspect that I see in the improvement of the patient's lifestyles and ultimately medical conditions is the patient's knowledge of these operations. So yes, psychological counseling is a very important aspect of that. Uh, the primary care physician as a part of the team leader in, in guiding the patient through this path of, of the lifestyle change is also very important. It's not just the surgery. I think the surgery is a very important critical standpoint uh, that you know offers high volume, low risk of potential complications, but guided toward patient knowledge, acquisition, and, and follow-up. So then tell us about the types of bariatric surgery available. So there are many types of bariatric uh, operations, uh, many that have been phased out, like the gastric band, all, all largely phased out. Uh, but if there was one procedure that was far and away better than all other procedures, there would only be one. The fact that there are two or three operations means there are, there are pros and cons with each operation. So a patient has to look at that, know the options, and then choose the type of operation based on their lifestyle, the commitment they're willing to have. So, you know, for instance, the gastric bypass is a very sound resolution, uh, 83% of diabetes type 2, where a sleeve would have 65% resolution of diabetes type 2. So therefore, uh, if I get someone that requires insulin for their diabetes and has had long uh, 10 to 15 years of diabetes or medical conditions related to diabetes like blindness, kidney insufficiency, I'd be primarily considering a bypass. Are any of these reversible? A gastric bypass is reversible. It's very hard to do, but yes, a, ga- a gastric bypass can be reversed, and including laparoscopically. A sleeve gastrectomy is, is a more permanent operation where we, we excise uh, nearly 80% of the stomach, so I can't give that back. So by definition, a sleeve cannot be reversed, yet a bypass can. Explain the difference between a sleeve and a bypass. Um, first, I think it's very important to realize that a patient, when they, when they wake up from anesthesia, does not feel like a sleeve or a bypass. It's often preconceived notions to where, where patients will have uh, what, what a bypass would or may feel like. The fact is, patients they don't know the difference in that regard. So I think it's very important to illustrate at the very beginning. A sleeve is a resection of 80% of the stomach. So largely, the GI tract is unchanged. It's just the stomach is reduced. Or a bypass will, by, will effectively bypass the stomach. 
So skipping the majority of stomach in the first loop of intestine called the duodenum, you get very strong resolution rates of diabetes type 2. What can patients expect after surgery, Dr. Morris, as far as their ability to eat if you've created that pouch? Are they able to eat solid foods? Is it a liquid diet for quite a while? Just give them a little bit of an overview of what to expect afterward. So I think with any upper foregut surgery, esophageal gastric surgery, a diet change is, is absolutely necessary. Uh, I think over six weeks, the patient should be resuming a solid diet. And I, I keep saying to patients, you eat for the size of the person you will become. I would rather them be healthy, small, and solid. So their diet must be based on the solid food components, healthy food only, and, and small portions. The surgery should help in that small portion. But the election of the, the what they eat is ultimately the patient. And Dr. Morris, at the beginning, I mentioned the word tool for weight loss. After the surgery, this is a tool. What do you want them to know about lifestyle modifications and preventing this from reoccurring, from getting heavy again, from changing their lifestyles? Because it doesn't really work unless they do, does it? That's 100% correct. Uh, I, I tell the patients from the very, very beginning, and I illustrate cases of weight gain with all varieties of bariatric operations. To illustrate the point, the surgery can and will not, was never meant to work alone. It must take a dedicated patient, dedicated to their well-being and lifestyle changes that are not just implemented, but maintained to be successful in the long term. Surgery merely aids in that process as a tool. So I think for the patients to look at it as a tool instead of an easy button is is a more comfortable way to, to adapt to those lifestyle changes. And if they follow all your recommendations, how much weight can they expect to lose? The sky's the limit. Now, the, there's median weight loss. With a bypass, it'll be around 70, and a sleeve will be very similar in that regard. So to differentiate weight loss between a sleeve and a bypass, I don't, I don't think is, is, is a, uh, an accurate estimation of the patient. I think both procedures lose the same amount. So it really bases, it's based on the acquisition of healthy lifestyles. When you get a patient that is primarily sedentary because of knee pain and medical problems, and they get a surgery and they lose 150 pounds, and suddenly their knees are much improved and they can walk more and they see the results, they'll go for it more. They'll be stimulated to lose more weight and to maintain that lifestyle. So whether it's a sleeve or a bypass, they can lose up to 100% of their ideal body weight. But I think it's, it's logical for them to look at that's median 70% of their excess body weight. But ultimately, my goals are resolution of their medical problems, namely diabetes, hypertension, cholesterolemia. In just the last few minutes, Dr. Morris, what should people that are severely overweight think about when seeking care? I think uh, they're looking at the quality program. Uh, you know, I, I hear a lot of, of uh, patients or otherwise uh, comparing program to program. If you've got a high-volume operator compared to another high-volume operator, say Dallas, Houston, Mexico City, or Laredo, doesn't matter. I, I think what they should go for are local programs based on them. They give them knowledge before operations and is willing and dedicated to following them up post-operatively to make sure they're, they're on the right track and they stay on that right track. And that's not just a surgeon. It takes a team approach. It takes a hospital setting to maintain that for, for now and for the rest of their lives. And why should they come to Doctors Hospital of Laredo for their care? Tell us about your weight loss and wellness center team. Well, first, it takes a hospital dedicated, like Doctors Hospital of Laredo has shown and illustrated in the past. So it, it, they provide the resources for an effective program, the coordinator, a nutritionist, uh, nurses, physicians, uh, a hospital that has the outreach and the dedication to include the primary care physicians, the specialists. Uh, it takes, it take, every, every member of that team is as important as the other one. 
So I think Doctors Hospital really brings it all together at the setting that the patient is in, in Laredo. Thank you so much for being with us today. You're listening to Doctors Hospital Health News with Doctors Hospital of Laredo. For more information, you can go to ichoosedoctorshospital.com. That's ichoosedoctorshospital.com. Physicians are independent practitioners who are not employees or agents of Doctors Hospital of Laredo. The hospital shall not be liable for actions or treatments provided by physicians. Individual results may vary. There are risks associated with any surgical procedure. Talk with your doctor about these risks to find out if bariatric surgery is right for you. Doctors Hospital of Laredo is directly or indirectly owned by a partnership that includes physician owners, including certain members of the hospital medical staff. This is Melanie Cole. Thanks for listening.